Welcome to the Own It Studio, brought to you by Infinite Real Estate Group. Our sponsor today is Edge Homes, the buying consultation expert, Keegan Mattaelli. Welcome. All right, Keegan, thank you for being here today. That was hands down the best podcast intro I have ever heard in my life. Dude, Not so for me, off. just in general. Dude, like I was caught off guard. That was amazing. I just made it up on the spot. <laughs> like all Beautiful. on the go. That was incredible. <laughs> all right. Well, no, in all seriousness, we want to talk today about our buyer's consultation. So all you agents out there that might be struggling on converting your um, buyers and especially dealing with this market and the shifts that we're having and, you know, the interest rates are too high, prices are too high, I'm waiting for the market to crash. Our special guest, Keegan, has got the answers. I mean, I have watched this guy for a couple of years now just slay it in the new build industry. And we're honored to have him here to talk us through a lot about what he does to convert clients and to, you know, keep them happy because he always has a ton of Raven fans, not only as clients, but as um, real estate agents too. And so we're super excited to have you here and learn from you. And uh, I know Chad especially is uh, excited to get some information because for some reason he can't keep a contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Jared. Where's well, the laugh track? <laughs> Yeah, well, with that being said, as a side note, Keegan has gone over this consultation with me. We kind of role-played it the other day together. And might I add, he does it differently than I've seen anyone do it, differently than I've ever done it. Um, and he really knows how to meet with a buyer, pull out their needs, pull out their wants in a home, and he really knows how to attack those and really convert them into really a stronger lead and ultimately get them to purchase a home. So... I'm excited to hear it again today. Welcome, Keegan. Well, thank you. That was, uh, again, quite an introduction. Um, yeah, Chad and I had a good conversation the other day. And <clears throat> I do I do think this comes from having a software background. So in software, when you, like software sales, I should say, you do something called the discovery call. And basically... Mm. The discovery call. Yeah. So the very first appointment is is just asking questions, just trying to better understand like who your client is and and really see where they're at. And um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna adjust here. So yeah, just just getting a better understanding of where they're at. And there is no intent to sell anything or push an agenda or or try and like lead them with questions down a certain path. It's just called just discovery. I just want to know where you're at, what you're doing. So when I, I had noticed during my career in software, when I was like flipping houses with my wife and stuff, I never had a realtor sit us down and kind of go through a situation like that. My mic just got quiet. Are we still good? Okay. I had never seen um, any realtor do that. And I was always curious as to why. And to be honest, it kind of bugged me because... I felt like with each new realtor I tried out, I was like, yeah, you know, we're looking for a new home. And it was like, let's go look at some homes, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's what I want to do. But I think it just is, uh, it comes across as more professional, taking the time to be like, okay, we will go look at homes. However, I want to take some time to better understand your situation, 
see what you're looking for. I look at homes constantly and I am sure that if I take the time to put myself in your shoes, it'll be easier for me to find something that fits your needs. Mm -hmm. And so I can be more attentive to what you're looking for. I like that. Yeah, no, I think that's something that Keegan has always emphasized the buyer consultation, right? Don't yeah. skip, don't get excited and skip to go into homes. Don't get excited and skip over the important part of building trust with your client and understanding truly what they need and where they're coming from. Do the take, be patient, do the buyer's consultation, just you and them, no lender, no, no going out and seeing homes, take 30 minutes to an hour, sit down with them and really talk, get to know them and what they need and um, how that can be a huge selling point in the buying process. I mean, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, we're really big on our buyer's consultations and, but we're always looking to polish them and make them better. And that's one thing that, you know, like we've seen from you, Keegan. And I mean, what I'd like to do, I mean, I'm just thinking about it from that point and it just makes complete sense when you say like, well, I need to put myself into their shoes. I mean, you wouldn't show up at a car dealership and say, I'm looking to buy a car. And me as a salesman just says, well, let me know which one you like and I'll be happy to write it up for you. Like right. it just makes no sense. Like right. we want to educate them. We want to talk to them. And there's so much information getting thrown at them when it comes to algorithms and stuff. When they start looking for homes and they start showing interest in it, they start getting flooded with everything and it can be very confusing to them. And so sitting down with them and getting that uh, consultation in place is a powerful thing. So I'd like to go through some of that if you guys are okay with it. Yeah, of course. The other thing I was going to add really quick too, um, I think sales and business in general is like you, you want to be able to stand out. You want to be able to, you know, be different than others mm -hmm. in, in your field. The other 20,000 realtors in the state of Utah. <laughs> right. right. Mm. Well, but like using the car dealership analogy or like really anytime you go to buy anything, I just feel like when I... If someone, when someone sits me down and they say, Hey, before we just dive into this, mm -hmm. like there's a process behind this and this is kind of how we operate, yada, yada, yada. Um, I feel like it comes across as much more professional. And I feel like realtors are kind of like, they complain a lot about, you know, oh, this buyer texted me and they're driving to this city to look at this property right now. And they're asking if I can meet them there. And so they drop everything and just go look at it, which yeah. I, I understand, like, you don't want to lose the client. But I do feel like starting off with a discovery appointment and setting expectations from the get-go will make your life as an agent so much easier. Because most realtors don't set expectations. They don't do these consultations to this extent. And that's why their buyers kind of walk all over them. And maybe, I mean, you'll, we'll go over this when we role play this, but expectations as far as like what kind of expectations? So like for me, something I've learned recently is I don't have a problem letting my clients know like, hey, if you try to contact me on a Sunday or after 7 p.m., I'm mm -hmm. not going to answer. Like I, I work a lot. I'm really good at what I do. And I don't feel that there's really ever any urgency outside of that. Now, if it's a true emergency, absolutely. I love I'm that. to have help out but most of the time it's not. So if you call me after hours, I promise I'll get back to you the next day. I love that. I have I'm, a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm really good at what I do. What do you, I, I like how you said that. I'm really oh. good at what I do. I promise like if I'm available, I'll get back to you, but I'm not answering from this time to this time. 
Sundays are my day off. Don't bother me. I mean, don't say that. I but mean, that's just setting expectations, nice right? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, you're not going to want to work with somebody that doesn't respect you and your family time and everything else either. And setting those expectations, I mean, it's, I've never, it's same to you. I've never had anybody balk on at me um, not answering their phone or something as long as I'm setting the expectation that, hey, you know, from 7 p.m. on, that's my family time. Yeah. And if, it, if it's an emergency, I'll do my best to answer it. But other than that, you know, just leave me a message, send me a text. I'll make sure you're taken care of first thing in the morning. Well, and I think if you have a client that says, if you can't be available for me 24-7, I don't want to work with you. I would say, fantastic. That is not the client I want to work with. I will let the realtor that is desperate for leads and is scraping to go take that client and waste half their time running from home to home that the client's mm-hmm. not going to buy anyway. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Like when I go to do a buyer's, yeah. con- buyer's consultation, like when I worked in the model home, if they would walk up and they like, we just want to look around, I would press them. Like we have a lot of inventory. We have a lot of options. Um, it, it's going to save you a lot of time if I can ask some questions because yeah. then I can narrow down the answers for you. And if they're still, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. They're not a real buyer. They're not actually interested. Yeah. Right. And so I think like the way that we talked about it at edge was it's my house. Like this, this is my house that you're coming into. You're going to play by my rules. And I think it's the same thing as an agent. This is my business that you're walking into the front door of like, like we're on main street, right? How many of these stores can you go? I mean, I don't know what the hours are, but let's pretend they all close at five banks. For example, how many bankers can you call at six 30 PM to like withdraw some money out of your save your checking account? None. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why, why in real estate is it different? It, I don't, I don't right. think it should be. And I think that, again, so I'm kind of going a little bit of a tangent, but just. No, I of, like it. But yeah, the point of setting that expectation of how you treat your client from the beginning just sets the pace for the whole thing. Yeah. I really like that because I think, well, I know that when I first started, I was definitely like, oh, you're my client. I'll do anything and everything for you, um, which I, I still do to an extent. But I I, I was too scared to be upfront with people and let them know, like, hey, here's how I do business. And these are my, like, I want to set these expectations with you. I felt like as if I wasn't valuable enough to them to do that. Um, but over time, I've learned, hey, you know, like, what I do is valuable. I am good at what I do, too. So let's set these expectations. And, yeah, if we've, you know, now if we find a buyer messing around with us, we just let them know, like, hey, Sorry, this couldn't work out. This relationship couldn't work out between us. Sorry, we weren't good. We weren't a good fit. Yeah. Um, I encourage you to reach out to someone else to help you because yeah. this just won't work for us. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, they're coming to you as a professional in real estate. Yeah, which right. means set the expectations because they have come to you and have put their trust into you to help them buy the largest asset that they're probably ever going right. to purchase. And so, I mean, that's one thing I think we forget is because especially when you got agents that aren't really high producers and stuff, we kind of feel like we're going to lose a job if we say something wrong. Yep. But when we set the expectation and we tell them that where we're going, you know, how it's going to be, what we're going to do and you know, what's going to kind of take place. They are, they thrive off of that because they have come to you as a professional. Well, I'll tell you right now too, if you, if you get good at doing that buyer's consultation of doing a discovery, um, and say they hate it, say they feel it's a waste of time. I guarantee you they go to the next agent who goes, let's go look at some homes. And he's showing them stuff. 
that is not in the criteria of what they want, mm-hmm. they will be like, man, that Chad guy was actually pretty good. Like, it's just a different vibe that they'll get. And then chances are they'll probably come back. I've seen yeah. it happen yeah. multiple times. And my, like my favorite question, especially as I'm dealing with a, uh, with clients that are out looking at homes and especially, uh, during open houses and stuff where, you are seeing a lot of buyers come in, you know, we'll always ask them if they have an agent that they're working with and stuff. And a lot of times they'll be, yeah, I don't know. My favorite question to ask somebody that's kind of been jumping from agent to agent is has anybody ever sat down and, you know, done a buyer's consultation with you? A lot of times they'll be like, well, what's that? I'm like, well, this is where it's kind of a, it's a, it's a discovery call. We want them or I I like to do them in person personally, just because I like to, you know, get the vibe, their, you know, their personalities and stuff, but it allows us to really see if we're a good fit to work with each other, set some expectations and <laughs> let you know what I'm going to do to take care of you because you are hiring me as an agent to find that uh, home. Well, I think the other thing too is generally speaking in sales, most people are expecting you to be fast paced. Let's get this deal done. Let's make it happen type thing. And being able to slow that pace down will calm your buyers also. And so mm-hmm. by taking a slower pace, like we talked about, I mean, we'll probably get into this later too, but after you're showing a home, going through and, and doing another discovery with them, what did you like about this home? Why did you like this? Why did you not like that? You mentioned this was important to you. This was something that wasn't important to you before. What changed? And understanding, once you can understand their thinking, then that's when they get the best experience that you can offer, in my opinion. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> but I guess like kind of diving into it more. So I would say that my approach with the discovery meeting is a mix of, so, so Jeff Shore has a thing called the four, two formula that I really like. And it's kind of a spin off of that as well as just the discovery questions that I've learned or tactics and styles that I've used in software. One of my favorite being, <clears throat> um, there's just this book called the challenger sale and it's just that there's different types of salespeople and, and the challenger is arguably the best one. And I like to think of myself as someone who strives to be like a challenger. And I, I get, we can go into that later too. But the first question, typically I will ask, like you get to know a little bit, like Jeff Shore calls it coffee talk, two minutes. And the idea is that within the first two minutes, you get them to like you enough or to have build a good enough connection that you could ask them to coffee and it wouldn't be weird. Right? So once you get past that point, the first question I ask is one of his, it's just, I just go, okay. Um, well, I guess leading into, it, I say, okay, so I just like to ask a few questions to better understand what you're looking for. So I can offer you like the best service possible. What? So, and, and I'll say, and I ask a lot of why questions as well. And it's just purely why? me trying to understand. Yeah. Right. It's like, so do you mind if I ask a couple questions? They just say, no, that's fine. And I go, okay, cool. First easy question. Why, why are, are you, you moving? moving? Oh <laughs> What's your yeah. Intention? <laughs> What's your intention? Why are you moving? And, um, I think it's a good one cause it's the key is to have open-ended questions. So avoiding yes, no answers. Why are you moving? Well, mm-hmm. you know, we, I'm looking for a new job. We're getting a divorce. We feel we don't have enough space in our house. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's kind of like step one. And then the next question I'll move into is, um, okay. Talk to me about where you live right now. What's, what are some things you like about your current home? And I like to start with that because I don't know what it is in sales, but or I, I just just in talking with people, when you ask someone a question like that where it's a positive lead, 
I promise you they will always come back with something negative. I don't like to start off with a negative because I don't want to be a negative person. Because mm-hmm. you can ask like, well, you're obviously moving because you hate, like, what don't you like about your house? People naturally get defensive. No, we like our house. And then it just leaves that door, like almost shuts a door. Whereas, yeah, well, tell me what you love about your house. And oftentimes it's like, well, you know what? We really love how big our master closet is. And then in your head, kid, boom, they, I need to find a big master closet. But then talking more about it. Why is the big master closet important to you? Oh, well, my wife has a ton of shoes. Oh, really? That's interesting. So like how many pairs of shoes do you have? Oh, I have 120 pairs. Wow. Why so many shoes? <laughs> oh, well, you know, when I was a little girl, I was in uh, fashion shows and yada, yada, yada. I've always had, I don't know. Like you always want to go deeper and, and to find kind of like what's tied to these. Right. We, we always call it um, digging three questions deep. That's great. Yeah. So, I love that. I least, mean, because, because a lot questions. of times they'll like, let's just take a simple question. Like, um, you know, are you looking to buy right now? And they're like, no, I'm just looking. Like, to me, just looking is just an objection. It's just a defense. We want to know, okay, well, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. What got you looking? You know? Yeah. Like, what got you doing that? And then like, oh, well, you know, our, we might be having, you know, our, our kids, we're deciding to have kids and blah, 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 and we think we might need a bigger house. Well, well tell me more about that. You know, how's that, you know, like, start digging deeper into what they're doing. For one, it builds trust because it shows that they're shows you care. You're caring, you're listening. And then two, I mean, like, like I said, the trust gets built instantly when you can start, when they start sharing details about their life. And I think like, kind of like I mentioned earlier, that's, that really is the key to showing that sincerity is not having in the back of your mind an agenda as to where you lead them. You're just, truly genuinely wanting to know right right why do you why are you looking or what got you looking and i remember another question that i asked with you the other day when i asked like why are you moving and then it goes into so i'm just curious sometimes people have like this aha moment like they bump their knee on the dishwasher or they go to put some laundry away and you know they hit something and they go i need to move did you have anything like that and then sometimes there's a really funny story. It, sometimes like, no, sure. we just felt yep. like we just felt like doing it. But the best part is there's a funny story. It gives you more opportunities to ask questions, get more involved, and just build that trust. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Absolutely. Ooh, I like it. Well, do you want to go through some role-playing, Yeah, Chad? why don't we jump into this? I mean, I, I was listening to him <laughs> the other day, and uh, I mean, it's, it's always fascinating to hear different people's uh, angles and you know, expertise and experience on role-playing because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very different than Keegan and hearing, I mean, Chad's heard enough from me, you know, ever since <laughs> he was new here in, 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 in real estate, you know, I've been coaching him and he's been doing great. Um, but we have, he has been a little stuck on something. And so to hear some advice from somebody else that is also slaying it, slaying it in the market, uh, can be very yeah. valuable. Yeah. And I will just say before we jump into this role play that I struggle. One of the things I struggled with was having, I mean, it depended on the client for me and I, I'm still working on this, having more genuine conversation, conversations Absolutely. with people. But I learned that asking more questions and being genuine behind those questions can really help <clears throat> um, spark those genuine conversations. And I'd always get like caught up in my head. Oh, what questions do I ask someone? Like I, I run out of questions to ask and yeah. it's not, you don't need to be asking different questions is what I learned from this. It's all you need to really ask is why 
and again with being genuine why and tell me more about that and that creates more conversation than you can imagine so i'm excited to dive into this with keegan keegan will be the real estate agent and i will be chad morgan very nice chad morgan buying his first home yes buying my first home all right so we'll just pretend that we've already done a little coffee talk so okay chad well awesome um so I'm a little bit different. Something I like to do when I first meet someone is I really like to dive in and ask some questions. The intent behind that is I want to better understand you and your situation, what you're looking for, because I look at houses all day, every day. I see stuff that's on the market, off market, yada, yada. So if I can put myself in your shoes and then I, when I look at these houses, I can go, that's the house for Chad. And then we can go set an appointment, go walk through it. So do you mind if I just take a few minutes and ask some questions? Uh, no, that sounds great. Okay. First easy one. Why are you moving? Oh, um, me and my wife, we're just, you know, we're going to be first-time home buyers. We're outgrowing our apartment. We're having, you know, we have a kid. We have another kid on the way. We're just definitely, it's that phase of life. We're, we're ready to buy our first home together. That's awesome. So it, I think I have an answer to this, but I just like to ask just because I'm curious. Was there a specific, like, like sometimes when I meet with people, there's like an, a specific event that happens where they're like, okay, I can't live here anymore. Or like, okay, it's time to start looking for a house. Was, did something like that happen with you guys? Um, well, yeah, maybe my wife could tell you more about this, but I think I, I was at work one day and she was, you know, she was walking around and cleaning up some toys and she just realized, like, the, the place was a mess, and there were toys everywhere. She was really overwhelmed. She's like, man, we don't have a place for our, our kids to hang out. Like, mm. we, you know, we're stuck in this apartment. Um, we have a kid. Like, we want more space. We want room to grow. Okay. Um, we don't want our toys on the film. Like, I'd like a playroom for my kid, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of part of it for sure. But, you know, she came and talked to me about it and I'd say that's probably why we're here today is we definitely are just wanting to ready to move forward. No, that's awesome. And congrats on having a kid. That's super exciting. You stoked? Oh yeah. We are super stoked. (laughs) Second child on the way. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. We have two as well and it's, they are right. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I mean, they're cute. They're fun together, but sometimes they get crazy. So buckle yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One's enough. So we're, we're excited <laughs> to see what two has to bring. That's cool. Uh, and then just so you know, too, I like to also ask a lot of why questions because it just helps me kind of get into Chad's shoes. So there's a couple things you mentioned I kind of want to dive in a little bit deeper on. So you mentioned the playroom having kids, right? And then you mentioned space. They're not being enough. So I'll start with the space. Like why? Uh, outside of seeing the, pl- the playroom stuff, or I don't know if you have your own opinions about the space and where you currently live. Uh, yeah, it's just obviously too small for us. Okay. Um, so that would be the biggest factor. What defines too small? Walk me through that. I mean, family of three about to be four and, uh, you know, a one bedroom apartment is just not working out. Okay. One bedroom apartment. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's We've been there tight. for a while now. Yeah. Gotcha. We just figure we rent, save some money for a down payment. You know. Yeah. That's cool. How's it been going? Uh, good. We think we're ready. So, Sweet. Um, we, you know, we saved the money up, but definitely outgrown that space. So you guys have been going at this for a while. Like, 
kind of having a plan of moving towards this, but it wasn't until recently. Yeah, we didn't think we, you know, it's been several years, several years. We didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are. So, dude, that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Does it feel good? Yeah, it feels great. Good. We're excited. Good. That's amazing. Okay, well, let's talk more about where you currently live. So, if there's anything that you could, or or is there anything if you could pick it up and move it into your new house that you would like anything you love about where you currently live? Um, at least the one bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The kitchen, I mean, it is like it's a one bedroom, but you know, it's it's newer, um, okay. so it has it's clean. We're not saying what we what we buy has to be brand new um, and completely updated, but we definitely like a clean space. Okay. Um, my wife is definitely a clean freak, so she'd hate going into like a, a horror house. That, yeah, that wasn't taken care of well. Um, and yeah, the kitchen has a good amount of cabinets and a nice like island and stuff. So we like that about it. Definitely need some cabinet space. Okay. So that's interesting. You said there's a good amount of cabinet space, but you definitely need cabinet space. Which yeah, we have, that's what we'd like to take, continue on to okay. take with us to the next home. So no less cabinets than what you have right now. Yeah, probably not. No. Okay. We got a pantry too. So that'd be nice Okay. or extra cabinets to make up for that space. So there's... There's cabinets that currently aren't being used. Um, I mean, no, we basically used up just about every cabinet. Oh, okay, cool. And the pantry's pretty full too, so okay, we Sweet. definitely need at least that. We'd like to take that with us. Okay. Um, what else about the space is tough right now? Um, let's see. Other than the one bedroom, oh, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, you know, it's one bathroom as well, so okay. one one vanity. For the three of us, I mean, our <laughs> kid's pretty young, but, you know, it's still a lot of people in, in one bathroom, so. Yeah. What's fun? Well, it just reminds me of the first house I bought with my wife. It was a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house. Uh-huh. This, this is a long time ago. <clears throat> and it was always funny for us when we would have guests over, like, yeah. having to share their bathroom. Because oh, the bathroom yeah. wasn't in our master. It was, like, in the middle of the two yeah. bedrooms. Yeah, so. we definitely, like... Everyone's scrambling to get that bathroom yeah, clean especially before guests show up. Especially <laughs> with one bedroom, like, we hardly have people over, and no one's staying at our house. You know, when we have family coming through, they're staying with other family or staying in a hotel. Um, so, yeah, I could, we'd like to maybe be able to host some people as well. Okay, cool. Again, why? Why, why is that important to you? I mean, family's family, right? Sure. You want to be able to give them a, a place they can, you know, a home away from home when they, because I mean, I, I do have some family here, but I have a lot of family that travels between gotcha. Idaho and California all the time. Mm. Just like back, because I have family in Idaho, I have family in California, and we're right in the middle. Um, so, yeah, that's that's important to us. And having, we love hanging out with our friends. We're usually always going to their place. We don't normally have people over. And if we do, it's not very many. Was that tough with a kid too? Like going to your friend's house? I don't know if like bedtimes and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, get a babysitter or something. But oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, that works. Now, I just remember <clears throat> when my friends didn't have kids and my, we would like go places with them. It was always like ugh, such a hassle. To, like, yeah, get up. Yeah, take them. Yeah, and then have to be home by like eight o'clock so they can put them in bed. Yada yada yada. Yeah, but you don't just kennel them. <laughs> no. Oh no, oh. we just we just leave the truck running. You know, turn the AC on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fair cool. Another year. <laughs> Um, okay, if you could, like, paint me a picture of what this next house looks like. So you walk into it. How does it feel? What does it look like? What are some things that you're seeing? 
Yeah, I we'd like a backyard. Okay. I so I didn't even mention this, making me think a little bit more. We do have a dog too. Okay. Um, oh, good to know. What kind of dog? Yeah, he's a he's a mi- we think he's a mini labradoodle, but oh, nice. Okay. We uh we got him like for two hundred bucks, and he was the first litter. And super, super funny story. But anyways, um, we need to get a DNA test to figure out exactly what he is. But uh, <laughs> they told us he was a mini Labradoodle. But hey, it's better for a you know dog <laughs> test than like a paternity test or something. All right. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, so like yard for the dog. A backyard and like we were talking about more space. We don't have a garage or anything right now. We'd love. You don't a, have any garage. No. Okay. We'd love a two car garage minimum. Okay. Why? Uh, well, we have two cars, so, um, but we, I mean, we have, like, a Jeep, and it's fun to, like, when the weather's warmer, we just want to take off the doors, take off the top. It's yeah. hard for us to put that anywhere when we live in a one-bedroom par- apartment without a garage. Well, where do you store it when you do take it off? We store it in the stairwell at the apartment complex. <laughs> wow. Just, just Wait. for, just for a few hours. So, like, like so, somebody could take it, theoretically? Theoretically, in that few hours, yeah. Oh, my God. You're brave. Yeah, time those are expensive. Drop it off at my yeah. house, chat. <laughs> yeah. Quick, uh, quick tangent story. So my dad's <laughs> friend, he had the top stolen off of his Jeep. Oh man. And so then he was like watching Craigslist and KSL and everything uh-huh. to see when it came up. And he found like, it. A couple of weeks later, it popped yeah. up in Las Vegas, and it was his exact one. That's crazy. So he drives down there, like messages the guy, "Hey, I want to come check this out." Sure, drives down there, and he goes, "Wow, this looks." This is, like, just like the one I used to have. This is crazy. Like, there was even a scratch right here, too. Oh, hold on. I think I have the key for this. And he puts oh it in, unlocks gosh. it, and he says to the guy, you can either just let me take this right now or I'm going to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, take it. That's freaking savage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we – hopefully we don't end up in that situation. So, yeah, yeah we yeah, like a garage. Not. Okay. And, uh, you know, it sucks scraping the snow off your car during the winter. Oh, um, you don't love that. I no. love that. No. Yeah, yeah, it's always a gamble, you, you know. <laughs> always a gamble. If you scrape too hard, or yeah. you know the ice, you don't know where the, the windshield starts and the ice yeah. stops. I'm yeah. gonna have to show you the the blanket trick, Chad. You just throw a blanket over the front. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Just, just pour hot that. water on it, dude. It's way easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't For anybody wife, listening, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't tell my wife that she might actually do that. But, yeah, uh, say don't, Olivia, don't do it. <laughs> For yeah. those of you that are listening across the world in the United States. Yeah, Utah gets cold. It does Very get cold. cold. So you have so two parking spots that they're outside, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're outside. One's covered, but I mean, it doesn't, you know, doesn't do much. Okay, one covered, one uncovered. Okay. And then does that make sense? Why the garage is important, yeah. especially with kids and a new baby, like in the winter time. I'm sure. Oh, like, for sure. Being able to go straight into the hauling the kids. Up and down, and, and and the dog up and down the stairs to go to the bathroom. Like garage, backyard, you you got. I'm happy, you know. Okay, that's good. Okay, so garage, backyard. What um you mentioned the space, kitchen cabinets. We talked about that a little bit. Um, keep walking me through it. What else comes to mind when you're picturing Chad and Olivia's new home? Yeah, I'm. I know for sure my wife is gonna want a, a good size closet. Okay, what constitutes yeah. a good size? Um. Big. Okay. <laughs> walk Get in, specific walk with me. In. Walk definitely, in. Definitely a walk in. Okay, like how deep? It, it doesn't need to be... <laughs> it doesn't need to be crazy, uh, big, or like... 
I'm trying to think. I don't even know how big our current one is. But you do have a walk-in right now. Yeah. It sounds like his idea of a big closet. It's a lot smaller than Olivia's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to run that one by her. But definitely a walk-in closet. And well, tell, describe to me how big your current one is. Um, it's probably, when you open the door, it's probably like three feet, four, okay. three feet, four feet deep. It's a, it's a good size rectangle and five or six feet wide. Okay, so going from that, how much bigger do you think you would want? Again, I think that's like we're we're fine with that now, okay. especially you know if we have other bedrooms, we can start throwing our kids' clothes somewhere else. Your kids' clothes go in your guys's master closet. We got a one bedroom. I keep forgetting that. That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> oh yeah, we can make it happen. It's just yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, so okay. I mean, I think something similar to that size, and then I'm sure that all other bedrooms are gonna have other closets, so we can spread out the space there. Okay, sweet. Is there anything else that you think would be good for me to know as I start looking for homes for you? Uh, we like a lot of natural light and in, in windows. Okay, if possible. Any particular nice. reason why that's? It just feels. Nice to have the sun come through and not just feel like you're trapped inside of a a one-bedroom apartment all day. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have windows where you're at right now? I mean, I assume you have windows, but, like, how how is the window situation there? There's there's one big window in in our bedroom um, because you walk in and there's, like, the kitchen and then straight ahead. And then there's a door that has a window on it, like like one of those rectangular doors with windows. Oh, yeah, like like next to the door, like the long ones. Yeah, there's one next to the door, and there's one on the door. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that's about it. I mean, it's I guess it's enough for that space, but I mean, there's not a window the in the day, kitchen or anything. During the day, like you need, you still need to have the lights on. Yeah. No, oh, interesting. No, it's interior, so there's like no windows on the in the kitchen. So. Okay. During the day, you could have the blinds open, but you'd probably still want the lights on if you really want like a good amount of light in there. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, as it stands right now. If we can find something that has a two-car garage, three bedrooms, um, a, a good-sized kitchen, meaning, like, decent cabinet space. Like, I'll look at your cabinets and figure out how much space you need there. Natural light. That would check off the boxes that you're, like, the minimum, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Don't yeah. forget the medium to large size closet. Oh, yeah, the closet. That's right. Oh, yeah, the closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, Jared. thank you, Jared. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Sweet. Well, I will – I'm going to start looking at some homes. I want to tell you a little bit about how things will work moving forward. So my job here is to go find you a home that, that meets, meets this criteria. Um, we're going to be looking at some stuff that's been around for a while. We'll be looking at possibly some, like, new construction stuff. Just because you mentioned earlier, like, you want clean – I know you don't necessarily need new build, but if it's the same price and it's brand new, my personal opinion is it just makes more sense to go with something brand new. But we'll weigh all those options out as we go. Um, I'm very big on expectations. So just so you know where I'm at, I am available whenever you need um, because I want to make sure you get the best experience possible. Now, that being said, Sundays is the only day that I'm not available. Then after 7 p.m. is family time. If it's truly an emergency, you can totally reach out. I'm always happy to help. But the reason I take time for myself and my family is because it'll help me be better when I am with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Cool. I like it. And then um, I will set up 
some alerts for you to get on homes that are popping up that are in the criteria that we're looking for. And then um, if you see something you like, let me know and I can schedule a showing appointment for us. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm big on communication expectations. So if I'm not doing something that you are expecting, please let me know. Cause I want to make sure I meet those expectations and I'll be doing the same thing right back with you. Is that unreasonable? No, that, that's perfectly reasonable. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, Hey, I mean, there you go. A live, uh, uh, role-playing there with uh, Keegan and Chad, and that was 15 minutes. Wow. 15 minutes of getting to know a client, and you'd be surprised how many real estate agents don't take the time to get to know their clients. Um, and how much that 15 minutes can benefit you and them in the in the whole home buying process as well. Absolutely. Well, and it's not, for me, just based off the stuff you're seeing, like you've said, I can kind of picture what your house will look like. So, like, as I'm looking through stuff, I'll be like, mm, that one doesn't really fit. It could check off all the boxes, but I'm like, mm, something doesn't feel right about this one. And as I'm narrowing down, hey, Chad, how's this one? Like, wow, that one's great. Yeah. So. I like it. All right. Well, um, anything else when it comes to buyer's consultations? I mean, I know that this is probably one of the most important things that we do to build that trust within our clients when we're um, trying to get to know them. I mean, because how many times have we all gone out with clients and they said, well, I was working with an agent and they just never showed me anything that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I feel like they weren't even listening. And the reality is they probably weren't listening. No, because they just like, let's go check out some homes. Yeah. Yeah, They're so excited about that. And, you know, my wife would always tell tell me this when I started in real estate. And when she was running the team, I mean, she would always say, are you putting the commission before the client? Yeah, that's a huge deal, especially in real estate. Yeah, and I always remember that now because I have found that the more I take care of my clients, the commissions will follow. But if we're yeah. putting the commissions before the clients, they're going to they feel, can feel that. Yeah, They can feel mm-hmm. it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and another thing, when you talk about trust, it made me think about, there's a quote that you say that I really love, and you said, it's something like, he who asked the questions controls the conversation. Like you're the one that said that to me. I don't know if you remember saying that. Yep. I don't know where so um, that was actually taught to me by one of our uh, mentors and coaches, Phil Jones. Nice. If you haven't read his book, Exactly What to Say, it is phenomenal and it is a lifesaver for real estate agents. But he will always tell you that the person that is asking asking the questions is controlling the conversation. And I agree with that 100%. But like talking about trust too, along with that, when you are asking questions and it's genuine trying to get to know this person, they don't feel like you're trying to sell them anything or do anything. And if you're asking those right questions, right? So I think that's the fastest way to build trust is by asking good questions. I mean, mean, you're a good example of this. I have some other um, like family, friends, and people that I have come across that I have noticed like I will have a, you know, hour plus long conversation with them. And when I look back at that conversation, I realize they're just asking me a lot of questions, but I feel so like loved and wanted and important to them because everything they're doing is like, well, tell me more about this or tell me about this or Mm -hmm. man, that's an incredible job. How did you get that? Or, you know, like they're constantly asking me questions and I mean, I wish I would have known this sooner, but the more I reflect back on that and I start to work on my skills, I realize like, holy cow, they're just asking questions. They're just getting to know me. Like, 
what have I been doing? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's just face it. Like, yeah, I've, um, I mean, guilty. I mean, like, and I have realized that when I am not asking those questions and I'm not engaged with them, most likely I can't even remember their name. Hmm. And I'm usually saying, remind me of your name one more time. Samsonite. (laughs) Samsonite was way off. (laughs) And, but I've noticed that the more I engage with them and the more I ask them questions and the more I'm getting, to, I mean, I have to listen when I say, tell me more about that. Or, you know, yeah. you say a larger um, closet, you know, can you expand upon that? Why, why do you need a larger closet? Like what is, um, you know, what is the reason for you to want a larger closet? Like, oh my goodness. Like maybe it's Chad, like Olivia's just got all of her clothes in there and I have to, like my clothes are out in the in the other bedroom or I get a little section of the drawer over here because she has all the space for her clothes and I really want mm-hmm. some space for my clothes. Yeah. Well, like saying the, you know, my, my baby's clothes are in there too. That's not something I've ever had to deal with because the first house we bought had a tiny little closet, but we didn't have kids. Yeah. The next house we bought had multiple bedrooms. Yeah. So like that's why it, it almost shocked me. And I think that's one thing that, help me understand your situation better of I imagine myself shoot if I was in a room with my clothes my wife's clothes and my kids clothes that would feel pretty tight yeah so then keeping that in mind now as I'm looking for homes for you it's like oh that's that's insane yeah yeah but then the other thing too when you're talking about uh Jared people asking you questions a lot it's that makes me think of in how to win friends and influence people it just the gist of one of the chapters is people love to hear themselves talk Absolutely. They, they love to hear their own voice. And the most likable people are the ones that don't really speak very much. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you think of someone who you like a lot and you think if you take some time to like meditate or like, okay, how much talking do I do versus that person? If you do more talking, you realize, oh, that's why I probably like them too is because they're just yeah. good listeners. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So I think this was really good. Any final words? I just want to say, on top of all that, leave something behind with the client, right? You've done your buyer's consultation. All right, let's get the next appointment going. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's with a lender or it's okay. Like one thing I like to do is I like pulling up everything that matches their criteria, everything we talked about in that conversation. I share it on the big screen with them, all their options. I say, hey, not sure if all these will be the right fit for you. Um or not sure if any of these homes are for you, as Phil Jones would say. Mm-hmm. But here's what's matching your criteria that's on the market right. right now. Do any of these in particular ex- excite you? Let's schedule a showing. Let's go. And then I let's mean, get always have something. Yeah. And I, I'm, I've learned this because I'm guilty of it. But how many times have we been on the phone and we say, you know, we have a good conversation with them. And like, perfect. Well, I'm going to send you some homes. Yeah. And you it's just like let useless. me know um, if yeah. you want to go look at them. Yeah. I mean, you just gave them free reign, like the, the free reign to control everything. Like, yeah. and so leave it in and off with a conversation. The person with the conversation controls, you know, the person with the question controls the conversation. Yeah. It's you're immediately asking them like, okay, you know, how does this sound like yeah. perfect? You know, we really, we really love these homes. Like, awesome. I'd love to come show you some of those. When would work for you? Yeah. And one thing, another thing my wife has taught me is, not that we're going to treat them as children, 
Um, as in like, you know, like, but it's just a saying that with our kids and you'll understand this Chad and Chaz, uh, Keegan too, actually, you guys all got little kids is you never ask a kid what they want to do, like chore wise. You never want to say, option. yeah, yeah you, you never want to say, well, what chore do you want to do today? They're not, they're going to say nothing. <laughs> um, but if you say you can either do the bathroom or the kitchen, which one would you like? So it's the same thing with our clients. Like, mm -hmm. I've got availability on Wednesday at 5 o'clock or Thursday at 7. Which one works best for you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing when I'm, like, working for a builder. I could have 30 townhomes available. I'll give them two, maybe three. Yeah. Hey, these ones fit your criteria. Which one of these do you want? It's just a choice complex, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, I the, like la the last thing I would probably say, just, like, closing this out, as I, I would say – just reiterating, when you're doing your bio, buyer consultation or your discovery, whatever you want to call it, just make sure it's genuine and you and forget the selling aspect of it. Just get to know that person, and it'll all go way smoother than if you were to go the other way. Well said. I like it. Uh, we really appreciate you, Keegan. Thank you, Keegan. And, I mean, as always, like I said, I mean, Keegan is our go-to when it comes to new builds, and he is phenomenal at it. So whenever I have an client that's saying that I want something new and I want some new builds and I want them in these areas. First thing I always do, Keegan, what do you got in these areas? Do you have any quick movements? Yeah. What do you got? And you know, I'm not the only one that does this. I'm not the only real estate agent and he has built a reputation of supporting real estate agents out there. And yeah, want to thank you for being here. And, um, again, if, um, you know, we are infinite real estate, um, we are in the Own It podcast. I like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, if you're a real estate agent and you uh, are stuck in the business or you feel like you're not going anywhere, you feel like you're in a rut, give us a call. I mean, this is something that we love doing. The educating and the teaching and the role you know playing. role playing, building people up is what brings me joy um, in my career. And I know that everybody that I surround myself with feels the same way. If we're not all winning, we're not winning. And so I want to invite you guys, if you're looking to make a switch or seeing how we can help you, even if we can just give you some advice, we would love to, um, have you reach out and do that for you. And yeah, if you're a client looking to buy a home, like I'd love to talk to you. And maybe this is a new podcast, but we would love to talk about why now is probably the best time in the next five years to be buying a home. Thank you, Jared. All right. Thank Infinite Real Estate Group signing out. <laughs>